And he tells us that in all this earth, there's nothing greater than he. We've been on the subject of the church. All right. And last Sunday we talked about the church Jesus is building. We highlighted what the Lord and what type of church he's trying to build. And we should have walked away with nothing else and realized that the church he is really building is not made of brick and it's not made of wood, but it's made of flesh and it's made of spirit. And since we understand that he is and had a trade of building something as being a master carpenter, he wasn't just a carpenter. He was a master carpenter. All right. So he knew what he was doing, and he knew what it was going to look like, and he knew how it should be produced. So today, this master carpenter is dealing with the church. But this time, he's saying, this church is for the people of God. One of the things that is making life so hard and complex for us is many of us don't want to believe who we really are. We want to believe what everybody else tries to tell us who we're supposed to be. It's just like in the movie where it says that many of us believe all the bad things about ourselves. So we think that's who we are. But nobody wants to believe about the good things about you. But it's even harder to believe what God says about you. So God says, I'm building a church for my people. But to understand what he's really doing, you have to go all the way back and understand what God is really up to. And the church that this God, Jesus, is building is replaced the church that God the Father built with Israel. Both of them have the same purpose. They just do it a different way. Like I was telling them in my, in, in, in some of my best sermons is in my office. I was telling them that we too busy building the flesh instead of letting the spirit build us. And that's the same thing God is doing today. Israel was built to demonstrate to the world who God was. But the problem with Israel was when God finally brought the world to Israel, the world overcame Israel. Well, the church is under the same type of attack. Because God said, I didn't build God's people. Not 
to be enclosed, but instead to go out into a world and change the world, but don't let the world change you. But the problem with that is most of us haven't learned how to be what God has said you are. And I think when we start to live on who we are, then we'll start to understand how to negotiate in this world. In 1 Peter chapter 2, y'all read it in your responsive reading, so if you didn't bring your Bible, it is in your bulletin, and then, then naturally you got your phone that you don't click to. And it says in verse 9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, now you gotta you gotta put your you, you gotta watch the pronouns of God. Notice he said you. He didn't say somebody else. He said you are this. He said his special people. I, I see what I get excited when I know I'm special. That you will proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous life. You once were not a people who are now the people of God. You didn't used to belong to him. You know, see, that's why I don't understand how the world, see, let me show you how they deceive you. The world say, everybody's God's people. I notice the scripture say that you was once not here. Now, I don't understand what you want to believe. The world says we all got people, but the Bible says that you wasn't here. Right, right. I, I didn't write this. See, I already busted up some theologies already. I see the deers in the headlights already. And see, that just blew your little theology. We all got people. That ain't what this says. He said, you once was not his people. And you had to be obtained mercy. Now you have mercy. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners, you no longer earthen vessels. You are now journeying through this earth. Pilgrims. Oh, don't don't call me no pilgrim. Don't call me names. Abstain from fleshly lusts, which wars against your soul. Having your own conduct honorably among the Gentiles. See, the church was built to reach the Gentiles and to go into their world and help them understand that Jesus Christ is Lord. And he says that when they speak against you as evildoers, that they may be your good works, which was observed to glorify God in those days. People of God, you were created 
And you were brought to God to show the world who God is. Yeah. The church today is not the structure of bricks, steel, stones, or wood or glass. The church is not a place of location or address. That's why today, if you want to find somebody, you don't need to sit around and try to look for them. You almost, all you got to do is have a GPS system that can locate them for you. And that's the same way the church is. You don't have to go somewhere to find the church. Because the church should already be there. Because you there. That's why he said where the two or three are gathered in my name. You already are having church. Because the church is not about this stuff. It's about the stuff that's in you. And when you understand that you have became a spiritual temple that replaced the temple of the Old Testament. The beauty and splendor of the temple of Solomon was supposed to have been one of the greatest creations on earth. And it was so beautiful that the whole world came and saw it and marveled over what Israel has done. Now watch the type of temple you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be a spiritual temple that the world should look at you and say, oh, what a good thing that has happened with you because of what God has placed in you. You are more beautiful than when I met you. See, as believers, when we receive Jesus, we are supposed to publicly proclaim what he has done in our lives. We are supposed to say the one that died for our sins, the one that conquered death, and the grave came home. The people of God should be learning and studying and listening and trying to seek to become true disciples. But see, we don't want to become disciples, but yet we want to become people of God. Right. See, you just can't be a child of God and be halfway. You have to have the same attributes as what you have now been adopted in with a foster child or somebody adopted a child that was not their original child. Still, that child come under the same standards of the child that was born under the parent. God is saying you are adopted child and you are no longer coming out of the same standards that I brought you from. Now you got to come under my house, under my standards and under my way because you no longer belong to you. You now belong to me. He said, you're going to be praying people. You're going to be made a prayer. This house that you hold will be a house of prayer. It won't just be running around going through the motion. It will become a vessel that is powerful 
due to the spirit that is in it. And it will become a praying vessel. Yes. It will become a vessel that just don't pray in a state of emergency. It becomes a vessel that is in constant prayer. Yes. And it's going to be a vessel that when it hears my voice, it will obey it because it's done practice what it's supposed to do. Yes. It will become a place that can share with one another. This temple that we have will be a giving temple. It won't be always trying to take for self-gratification, but it will learn to give, and it will learn to extend itself. It is even willing to go beyond where God even said, where Christ that is in you, where Christ I gain, I shall die to Christ. And then it's through him that I gain more life. This temple will start to crucify yourself and it will let the Christ that's in you start to grow you and lead you to love one another and embrace one another and glorify him not just through your works and not just through your lip service, but it will be done because of who he is in your life. Jesus is trying to build a church that's not scared to go into the world. He said, I'm organizing and I want it to be able to do what I want it to do. See, the problem with us today is we trying to listen and want it to be a church that we want. But we don't want to be the church that he wants. And we've got the opposite attitudes of what he wants. And instead of being the church that he wants to build, we trying to tell him how to build the church. And see, God said, the church wasn't in you before you. But now that you with me, the church is in you. And it ain't up to you to build the church. It's up to me, the master builder, to build the church. But see, Many of us don't understand that type of thinking. And unfortunately, we done taught ourselves and others have taught us not what the Bible says, but what we think it want to say. And the reason why we're not disciples no more is because we feel that we don't need to be a disciple. All we got to do is believe, and that's it. But I got news for you today. That with everything that I look at throughout the Bible, yes, right. whatever God summons, God starts to teach it, shape it, and mold it for the purpose that He has created it for. God done established a covenant with His people, and He done said, Gather at Mount Sinai and learn my instructions and my ways, the Egypt that used to be in you, and your ways that used to have the worldly ways. I'm trying to separate you and create in you a new heart and a new mind and a new walk and a new talk, a new action, a new glow, a new clothes, a new place, a new way, a different walk. My time, not your time, my time. Not their time. I'm trying to show you 
that you can be what you need to be, and it won't look like them. You may sound like them for a little while. You may dress like them for a little while. But soon and very soon, I'm going to change you into what I need you to be. He said, this is not just a compliment, but it's a commission. He said, you are a chosen race. See, at the day of Pentecost, God took his disciples that was in the upper room, and they were sitting there praying. And that day, he created a new Israel when the Holy Spirit came into the upper room. And he said that I want you to start understanding that now you're going to go into the Gentile world and you're going to have a ministry of redemption. They sat there and they were praying and all of a sudden that rushing wind came in just like with Adam. See, you got to work this fight just like with Adam. You got to know what God is up to. Just like an Adam, God took Adam and he didn't take dirt. He reached into the dust and he shaped it and he molded it and he shaped even made him into a human being. And that same wind that rushed through on Pentecost is the same breath that he breathed into Adam and he brought Adam to life. That same wind that he rushed in the upper room. It started to bring new life to a new people, to a new disciple. Fire showed up on their heads. They were no longer the Israelites of old. They became the Israelites of new. He said, from this day on, it will no longer be called a temple. It will be called a church. Then he said, go ye, therefore, and make a chosen race. The same kind of race that I did with Adam is the same kind of race that I'm about to do with you. What I did with Abraham, I'm about to do with Paul. He said, go and become what you supposed to be. It's not going to be because the wind and the fire is not on the outside. He said, where we got problems at, if we want to be who he said we are, first thing you got to understand, at the end crew, and he said, you didn't choose me. See, we got a problem. You think when you come down or you confess, you think you chose him. Let me help you out on some more biblical theological stuff that I ain't read in my life. You keep yelling. I got choice. I don't see that in my body. Because when Jesus said, you didn't choose me, I chose you. You don't have no choice. 
Because when I called you, you come prancing down, wondering what's going on in your life. If I ask you what you're up here for, you have no idea. But I know why you're up here. That you didn't choose you. He chose you. And it was a power. It was a power. It was a power that you don't know nothing about. God brought you up here. And you didn't choose me. He chose you. I don't know what this church is trying to teach. But what the Bible says, we sitting over here thinking it's up to us. God said it was never up to you. I chose you before the foundation. See, when you start knowing who you are, you start acting like who you are. Most of y'all running around trying to say I'm the richest. Well, who is the richest? If you don't know the Richardson, you can't be the Richardson. But I know Jesus, and I can be like him. I know the Lord. He heard my cry. I can be like the one that I know. I might know the Richardson, but I know Jesus. So if I can't be like the Richardson, let me be like Jesus. Can be the one. Thank you. 
the fruit in you. Put the fruit in you. And he has the right to use the fruit that he put in you. So he said, go and bear fruit and show them the fruit that's in you. Because the fruit that's in you is the same fruit that was in me. And go out and draw. Because they're hungry. And they're looking for some need. And you got the food that they need. Because you are chosen people. A people of God. Set aside. Set apart. To live the way he wants you to live. You no longer in this world. But you have been transformed by the renewing of your mind. And your heart desire has to start to take so that you can get what you need. The thing I like about God, he don't care if you're six, 66, or 106. It don't matter. But one day, you're going to come to his father's light and realize that the darkness that you was in, he affirmed it, pulled you out. to the family of God. See, that's why he told me to be with you. can't do it the way it's naturally done. You have to be born again. Not of the flesh, but of the spirit. Because when you understand that, then you understand the new birth. I don't want you to come back out the same way you went in. I want you to come out in a whole different way. That's why I'm not sending you back to the earth, to the eggs. I'm sending you back to the water. And it's through the power of my spirit. Now, now, now y'all clapping. Y'all be all so happy. Because y'all ain't going to get up on this. <laughs> See, this ain't a compliment, it's a commission. And it's through Moses that God told Israel, you shall be to me a kingdom of priests. In Exodus 19 and 6, he said, a priest is a go-between. A priest is a meeting place. A priest is a bridge builder. Now, here's where the problem lies. You people think he's talking about us. Of him. Earth to humans. He's talking about y'all. According to his book, he said, 
You are a royal priesthood. See, he has declared you a priest. You may not have been to seminary. You may not even think you've been called. But according to the word of God, you are a priest. And you got work to do. He said that my Baptists believe in the believer of the priesthood. They think Baptists believe every single Baptist person that has been baptized and saved by Jesus is automatically a priest. But see, the problem with it is you don't believe you're a priest. So you don't think that means anything to me. But God said that I done built you as a royal priesthood. Now watch this. If he said you a king, you walk around prancing and puffing out your shirt and talking about, I'm the king. If he called you anything that you like, you walk around and say, oh, I got it. The Lord done called me this. And the, but he said you're a priest. And you got priestly duties to do. Well, I'm not trained. Trained in what? Caring, loving, patience, kindness, self-control. You're not trained. Well, I got news for you. I know a trainer that'll get you in shape so that you can do the work of a priest. You run to the wild. Run to the Bible. You run to the jail. Run to the Holy Spirit. You run around jogging. Get in shape. Well, run to the church house. Could he make you a priest? And here is the last part. Not the last, I got two more. <laughs> then here's the big one. Not only do you don't want to be a priest, and what makes it so sad is you really do it. Because every time them crazy folk in your family call, you run in the help them. Whenever folk in your family in trouble, you run around helping them. Then you're too tired to do God's work. And you look at a stranger and go, don't you got a family? Because I can't help you. Then what makes it sadder is you say that we are chosen race. Well, my Bible says take care of your people. Especially the saints. And then he says, You're a priest. Live and start acting out. I'm going to get y'all blessed. See, I like all that health and wealth stuff. I got some in me. If you start to live and act like a priest, God's going to bless your socks off. Because God. Say, when you start living like a priest, right. I'm going to rise you up right. like a priest. Right. They're going to look at you. Uh -huh. They're going to see you. And they're going to see how wonderful and splendid you are. He done changed your clothes. You done put up the blue jeans. And now you're walking around in Stacy 
trying to act like you somebody. God, when you want to be a priest, if you know anything about the Levite, they didn't wear raggedy clothes. The people looked at Pharaoh, and they was gleaming at what they wore. Matter of fact, just to show you what a priest looked like, God, Jesus, when his robe became available, it was so good that they were spending money trying to buy his robe. God, on a break, he'll dress you up and ride you up and make you what you need to be. And then, here's the one you don't like. For I am the Lord your God that brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. Therefore, be holy because I am holy. Every time I read that, I listen to preachers. We can't be holy. You're right. You ain't trying to be. Because, Lord, I don't think you even know what it is. See, holiness is not something that's a state that you do. Holiness is out of your obedience to the word of God, it starts to become the byproduct of what you are. So, in other words, you become holy as you start to eliminate the worldly thing out of your life. And the more of God's stuff you put in your life, the more holy you become. And see, the more you become like him, the more holy you become. But see, you got a big battle with holiness. You don't want to strip away the stuff that's keeping you from being unholy. You want to hold on to the stuff that you think you need. When God is trying to replace what you think you need with something better than you got. And through the betterness of you becoming a holy person, all of a sudden, without you even knowing it, somebody walks up to you and says, oh, you're so holy. And you're looking at them like, who are they talking to? And you said, me? How can I, I be holy? I'm holy. Because I done took the world's ways and I done put them to the side. And I done took God's ways and I done put them inside of my life. I don't talk like I used to talk. I don't act like I used to act. I don't sound like I used to sound. I don't walk like I used to walk. I became holy just by going step by step by what the word of God says. He said, turn left, I turn left. He said, turn right, I turn right. He said, turn around, I turn around. And the next thing I know, I'm a saying man because I'm holy. Not because of me, because of him. 
my classmates last night. And they was, most of them over there at St. Mark. But this is true. We sitting there conversing. But a couple of my friends, they said, we heard that you was a preacher. And we didn't believe it. There's no way you was going to be a preacher. And I told him I agree with you. When he called me, I looked at him and who are you talking to? But last night, after our dearly beloved funeral, they said, man, I know you called. Not because God can't change you. I hadn't seen it before my eyes of what the Lord has done. And see, when you understand doing what God has called you to do, you are a chosen people. You are a royal pizza. You are a holy nation. You are chosen by God. You can live the way God wants you to live. And you can now declare yourself that I am God. And see, the church, when it understands that it belongs to God, it stops acting the way it wants to act. When the church understands that it was bought with a price, that Jesus died on the cross, and he hung high, and he holds out, and he calls the church into redemption. When the church understands that in John 3.16, Jesus showed you that everybody is not of God. Well, you would have to quote it. It says that God gave his only begotten son to a world that needed a savior. And he who believes in him shall never perish, but shall have eternal life. And if you don't believe in it, you can't have it. So God the church you are mine. I'm building a church. I'm the master builder. The deacons ain't no master builder. The preacher ain't a master builder. The only thing that's a master builder is the word of God that's in your life. I'm a royal priest. And I can shout. Because I haven't seen the mighty works of God. I know I got victory over death. So I can live the way God wants me to live. I am the church. I'm part of the Pentecostal movement of God. That day the wind showed up and created a new creature. And Peter and Paul all started to build a church. One day I came down not knowing what's going to happen. The next thing I know by faith that God started to work in my life. I am the church. And I am a part of what God done said I am. I'm a 
holy nation. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm part of the chosen race. I can walk with dignity. I can walk with God. I can just have a Holy Ghost good time. That's fire. Shut up in my bones. It's not on the outside. It's on the inside. Jeremiah said, I can't hold it. I can't keep it. I gotta let it go. He said, go and make disciples. He said, go and build my church. He said, go and bear fruit. He said, go and let the world know. Watch out. Don't trip. Watch out. Don't fall in the ditch. Watch out. They're going to try to take you out. Put on the whole arm of God. But they're going to try to take you away. He said, y'all got to read the scripture. It says in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 11, the word is going to count your testimony. But it's through you of what you done done. They're going to eventually say, that was a holy man. Because I can see the work of the Lord in his life. Can you say the same thing when they all said and done and you leave your job that day? Can they say, I saw the work of the Lord in your life? And they are contemplating. Maybe I need The church that the master built is building is his way. You were born into the old Adam, but you need a new birth to be a new Adam. The old temple of Israel is now laying in ruins, but the new temple is on the inside. The word of God is continuing to grow, but the fruit that you can display is when the Holy Spirit sits inside you and says, I, y'all, let me, let me see if y'all can do something that you don't know how to do. Uh, y'all watched the cheese and stuff last night. Y'all do what you got. <laughs> y'all watch Mike's Cowboys and our Cowboys lose. It is okay. Because Jesus is still on the throne. <laughs> but the church that Jesus is building, let me hear you say, Oh, God. 